All right, we back. Me and Mike are back just offside. We got a big, 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 big collab today. We're excited that we got AK, Jason, Tagwa, the Darby Boys, the Darby Podcast are joining us today. Boys, how are you doing, man? Always good, man. Always good. We're happy to be here. Yes, sir. Chilling, bro. I was happy. I was excited. I was calm. <laughs> now my guard is up. I ain't gonna lie. Um, we go figure it out because I still don't know why my guard is up, but my guard is up. <laughs> this is how you know it's a real episode, man. I came in Let's as a go. guest and I'm already hot. Let's go. Let's dangerous. go. Because yeah. you know what? I, I started off my morning listening to the Darby cast and you went in on the Gooners, bro. <laughs> yeah, you went in. And I don't know how you're saying both of our clubs are similar. <laughs> okay i didn't stutter bro i did not stutter not once yo yo but the levels like i first off i completely said it straight away as soon as you guys beat us it was fine i could accept it like anybody we could all be on like a 60 a team could be on a 60 game losing streak and play us and they'll beat us like we're just that club that gives away three points to to we're like robin hood bro we just give back all i hear is excuses bro like you haven't given me one reason on why you're not the same level as me. All I heard there was, I'm upset. I'm a gooner. Peppy for 80 million. Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> but I just want to say it was, it was very hot, hot takes, bro. I don't, think, uh, I don't think we're the same levels. Have I heard a reason why, though? Bro, look at the standings. Look at the, I Just do that. Take a look at that eight-point gap. Bet, okay. He's still... He's still waiting for DCL to get heated up, bro. This guy hasn't done anything all season, but he's waiting for it. Bro, bro I see. Going, he was, I see. He's playing with a broken around. left toe and scoring like easy. So ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. He's going to the Gooners. I send him. I send him a daily. You can text. die I, slow. I have been dedicating myself to remember this, and I've been sending him a daily text. I'll read it out so I just get it like you know, word for word. It is DCL to Arsenal daily reminder middle finger emoji. I send it to him every day because he pissed me off on the last recording. So now I'm going in on him. Bro, I seen him walking around like probably like six weeks ago, maybe when he was rehabbing around uh, in central London and just walking around. Guy loves the city too much, man. He's leaving. Yep. <laughs> Next, <laughs> I'm out here like that's just that's just y'all going too personal for no reason now. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know why he would go to Arsenal. Like I said, we are the same. We are both mid-table clubs, both not in Europa. No, are you in Europa right now? Are you no. in Champions League right now? Are you in no. Conference League right now? What is Conference League? Okay, so you're not in that either, but you're in the Premier League. One Same game a week, us. club. One game a week, club. Hey, all I'm, that's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, right now, I I understand your invincibles. That that was cool. Like, I was learning how to read that. I don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> like, but, like that don't matter to me. Invincibles. I'm talking about right now, brother. And right now, as it stands, when people see the Arsenal is playing their team. Nobody is scared. Just like when they see Everton. Nobody is scared. We are the same, bro. Facts. 
That that is true. I would yeah. That, yeah. Ooh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably the best thing he's ever said. Yeah. Oh, like, I can back that. Before. I can back that. That's the yeah. most reasonable thing so far. He said <laughs> the most reasonable thing. Yeah, Just Keith. Keith gave one. him time, bro. Keith gave him time before we started recording. He got that locked in. He didn't know what you were coming at him for. Bro, I'm always on smoke. You know what? He deserves no, it too because he came at Jisoo last time like super hot, but he like just baited it too. So that's good. He got a little. He got no, a little... like if you come for the king, you... <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm used. Uh, I'm, uh, my weapons are always ready. Um, Keith, I appreciate the warning as per usual. Um, you just gotta can't can't miss. Yeah, fair. But I, I got to tell you, since being over here and since living here, Blues are like my second, third team. So. Oh, you see, y'all see, y'all hear that. Y'all hear that. It's only, right, it's sh- only sh- because sh- of, it's only because of my flatmate. It's only hey, because of Hey, no, we're a great club, you know, because you never, you, it's, it's all, there's it's all a, equal. You spend more time being fans. angry. Yeah. You spend or, more time being angry than anything else, you know? So it's just like whatever you know what your team's not going to go to champions league like you're just hoping you might get a europa and then drop out last minute you know that's normal for me i'm happy with that <laughs> okay let's move past that i think we're we're off that <laughs> no um we'll, we'll maybe touch back on that later on in the app but uh we obviously wanted to start with your guys like backgrounds and just kind of like each one of you maybe just take a turn and just like tell us about you like where you grew up the come up backgrounds of like family whatever um and maybe just talk about that yeah and how you guys kind of uh got the love for the game too footy always we're all footy fans on here so mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. too well this guy looks like you know I'll, I'll start i'll jump in first uh yeah uh i'm originally from saga uh grew up there uh moved around a bunch of like different areas grew up in the neighborhoods and stuff uh eventually moved out to toronto and all that stuff but pretty much, man, love of footy. It had to have been like, I, was, I remember I was super young watching the 2002 World Cup, yeah. having no idea, like really what was going on. But like all my dad, like my dad, my like uncles, they were all just surrounding around the TV. Yeah. And I just watched, I just watched Ronaldo, you know, just put in a two, just put in the work. And I'm I like, remember that. I'm like, yo, what? I'm like, this is what, like, what I've been doing on the field could actually be. Cause obviously you play as a kid. Yeah. So yeah. when I saw professionally, I was like, oh, this is like a real thing. Yeah. So that's probably, that, yeah, that, that kickstarted everything for me. Uh, in the background, man, so I'm Guyanese and I'm from a tribe in Ethiopia called Oromo. So I'm like from Oromia. Wow. So that's like what it's called. So like it's like we don't really like consider ourselves Ethiopian, but shout out to my Ethiopians, you know, if you're listening, we don't want to offend oh. nobody, peace and love. Um but so yeah, immigrant, nah. so immigrant parents? Immigrant parents, bro. Yes, my dad, my now, you know what? Straight up, my parents have now been in Canada longer than they lived in their original countries. Wow. Too. So yeah. My parents they're, are they're getting there too. Up. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, Canadian. Same with mine. Yeah, they're getting my parents are getting up there too. How are you, Jason? Or I'll start with you. Sure. Uh, you call me Jason or Jisoo. I go by both names. Okay. Uh, St. Laurent, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we forgot the AKAs at the beginning. <laughs> oh, shit, <yeah. laughs> uh, I'm born and raised in Montreal. My entire life has been in Montreal. So when you grew up in the city, 
especially being in French Canada, like when you watch international football, it's usually like France or sometimes Germany, especially Montreal. It was Italy. When I was growing up, everyone's like mad on Italy. Everyone was a big Italian supporters, all the Italian guys and also the Portuguese guys. You know, I grew up with those kind of people. And, uh, same with AK. 2002 started for me. Like, I remember 98 because that's when France won. And then the city kind of sort of like, yeah, no one true. was really watching soccer back then, but it was people took notice because France won the first World Cup. And being yeah. a French city, they were like, okay, cool. And um, I remember 2002, my parents are immigrant parents as well. And I remember uh, every time Korea scored because it was in Korea, Japan, yeah. Korea made it a semi final. I was like, oh, yeah, we're good at soccer. And then a few years later, I realized we're not that great. <laughs> 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 like, but I mean, we're good now within Asia, we're killer, but like uh, internationally, uh, we can still work. And um, I remember just watching my dad jump for joy and like being yeah. real happy and knowing where he came from. You know, he was six years old during the Korean War. His family survived Japanese colonization. Uh, he fought in Vietnam when he was 23. Jesus. So like this man has like trauma, 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 trauma. Yeah. So to see him jump like that, I was like, I want to do the same for him yeah. playing soccer. And then I was like, I remember telling him, I was like, I want to be a pro player. He was like, nah, man, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's immigrant, straight immigrant. Yeah, that's immigrant mentality. So I was yeah. like, all right, cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's how I fell in love. And like, and then at some point I hated it because like, uh, it was like a chore and there was no love into it. Then I got to high mm-hmm. school and I was surrounded by people who loved the game. AC Milan fans, United yeah. fans. Uh, and, and we used to we, we would go play pickup soccer throughout the city and that's when i fell back in love i was like yo i love this game so much yeah and because i was with people who loved it it wasn't really about winning it was just about loving it and you know that's how it started for me bro oh, very bro. dope yeah. no, um i me unlike the other guys and probably y'all i for me i was a hooper first like ball was my bro, first. that was me too though i had hoop dreams until i stopped growing yeah, bro. <laughs> no, I, see, I was blind, bro. I was like five foot five, and I was four eleven in grade in grade nine, and I still had hoop dreams. But uh, I wasn't that late. Uh, I think it, it it was like for me, it was really 20, 2010 World Cup for real, for real. That I was like, yo, this is fire because it was in South yeah. Africa. Yeah, bro. And I'm I'm Zimbabwean, so um, like all the like the vuvuzelas and like the cultural shit that like people were seeing for the first time and being like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. And like for me, I'm like I grew up with like the like with with seeing that stuff and like the Venezuelans and the culture and like it was a really like a proud moment for me. Yeah. So that was like really it. Um, like when I was younger, I like would dabble um, and like I like Cristiano Ronaldo like maybe first be like, oh, this is this is fire. Like I always played soccer growing up. Um, my dad uh, played soccer. My my uncle, my dad's brother was a pro pro goalkeeper. So like I was always playing soccer, but it wasn't until probably like 2010 where I really was like, Oh snap. Like, let me wake up for these games. Let me yeah. watch these games. Um, and, and, and stuff like that. So I was, I was a bit of a late bloomer, um, product of my environment, I guess, but yeah. Um, and what got me into football? Yeah. I guess just my parents, my, my dad mainly, yeah. Um, it was the only sport. It was the first sport I played. Uh, so that was that for me. Um, that, that's that's how I got into it. No, that's sick. That's sick, too, because me and uh, Mike were talking earlier today about it. Just we guessed that we, obviously we were right that we thought we were probably all immigrant kids. Yeah. Of, uh, for parents like that. So it's pretty cool to see how you guys, how the kind of the game kind of started for you with a lot of your parents being part of that reason, too, which is kind of sick. So that's dope. What about you guys, man? How did you guys get into it? Like you want to oh, go first? 
Um, yeah, so like my parents are both from Croatia. So when the 98 World Cup was happening, I was five years old and like we made an incredible run and obviously we came third. But Dalvar Shuker was like our striker and like we were like always on the phone back home and it was just nonstop, like it was nuts. And um, back then, my like cousin was playing for in the CSL for like St. Catharines, like Club Roma. So he was living with us. My parents are like unathletic, like they didn't do anything. And he was living with us till I was probably like seven years old playing for them. And we, me and him just like played every single day. And he got me into it. And I, I was like, yeah, okay, this is dope. And then that World Cup obviously helped. And then like even thinking when you were saying like that 2002 World Cup, I remember waking up like mad early, early. Watching, watching Croatia versus Italy. And like Ivica Olic scored a goal and like had trouble. Like he ripped his jersey off, but couldn't put the shit back on. <laughs> like that's like a, a vivid memory from like that time. So um, yeah, that, that was the year, 98 probably. And then my cousin, I got shout out to him um, for getting me into it. Yeah, for me, it's probably like same same around around the same time, probably 98, 99, 2000, because my dad would tape all the, on cassette, like tape all the games. So I'd rewatch them over, like from the 98, I'd rewatch them all the time. I started falling in love with the game. And that was like, a, and I was like, man, I want to be like, this is it. I want to be a soccer player. Like seeing these guys in the World Cup and all this stuff, seeing Ronaldo, like Ronaldo was one for me, big, like Brazilian Ronaldo was like the guy for me. So, yeah, that's where it started for me. And then, obviously, luckily, I got to play and have a little short career with TFC. But, man, no, I just loved it. I just always loved the game. Just been a competitive guy. And, and it's, yeah, but not World Cups. Those World Cups, bro, are just different. Different. The jerseys, like the fans, seeing France, Zizou, seeing all those guys is when it started for me, bro. It's amazing. amazing. It really does make the difference, right? Like, yeah. And when a country doesn't make – you know, the big deal, like when the U.S. didn't make the World Cup, that was a massive deal yeah. because yeah. then it, the country would be impacted. But and then I just think if Canada makes it just one in this era, bro, wow. bro, you know, so not yeah. if bro, when, when, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Keep, it's going to happen. Let's yeah. keep it positive. Next yeah. year. Straight up, straight up. So where did uh, where'd you guys all meet? How did you guys all meet? It's a pick pick soccer. <laughs> really? See, for real. Pick up soccer, yeah. Everybody together. Uh, where, uh, and a back yeah. and a backwood too <laughs> yeah no nah, it was that um where, where, where in toronto yeah you know beaconsfield yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so our homie q actually he put he put me on to beaconsfield so i started going and then um this little man's not this little man's but this man's <laughs> up, i don't know why i said that <laughs> i mean i was gonna say this little bitch i was gonna say this little bitch or something no i always got ammo then i was like i tried to censor myself but then it just came out completely wrong but... <laughs> i would i would have rather the little bitch than just the little <laughs> yeah no, no i don't know why i stopped myself but anyways wow. uh yeah ak just pulled up one time and then like we discovered from that like afterwards um, we were just chilling, me, him, and Q, and, like, we discovered we live, like, two blocks away from each other. Wow. Um, but then this guy decided to move to Windsor um, and cut our, our bromance short. <laughs> Within, what, like, two months of meeting each other? Yeah. I moved out of the city. Yeah. Okay. Why Windsor? Uh, yo, straight up, I was just like, okay, so I was living in Toronto for, like, a long time. And then, because I'm, I'm older than this guy, too. So I was just like, yeah, I just want to switch it completely up and just, like, go do something different. So I was doing photography full time. But my girl's originally from Windsor. 
I was just like, okay. fuck it. Uh, I'm like, I'm gonna go to finish school. And I'm just like, I'm gonna go out there, finish school. And I'm just like out here, I'm on my third year of like advertising, just kind of like, you know, doing something new. I just wanted to like change, thing, change things up. Just sick. Yeah. So you touched and on the crib, so that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason, you met them there too? No. Yes. No, uh, I just emailed them. Like basically, uh, a friend of mine who I think knew AK or like through DMs on Instagram or something like that. Because a buddy of mine who's also was a full time photographer, he'd take like the, he shoot at like concerts at Oshiaga or whatever. He told me, he's like, you should check out this uh, Instagram page called Darby Magazine. And I was like, all right, cool. I checked it out. And he's like, they also have a podcast. You should reach out to them because that's when I just started Soccer Pilgrim. And I was like, oh, literally, nice. literally a month in. Just wait, GC, in. what's the Soccer Pilgrim? Oh, it's a it's a really oh, cool man, podcast. Look at this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast now, part of the Darby uh, uh, Darby Podcast Network, and I'm very proud about that. And it's we'll tune about, in, we'll tune in. Yeah, so basically, uh, I love to travel. Before the pandemic, I was always traveling, and whenever I would travel, I would always pick up soccer mem- memorabilia from wherever I was at. Yeah. So the last thing I bought, I was in Portugal, and I bought like these Benfica Adidas uh, Tyro pants or Tiro pants, and it, it was small things. And I always try to go to games and. During the pandemic, I was like, you know what? I want to talk about uh, how soccer is different in every city and how it changes and, you know, and morphs and whatever. There's cultures underneath the game. Yeah. And uh, I was doing that. And then I heard about the Darby cast. I listened to like, I think I binge watched all their episodes where it was like only 20 episodes at a time. Yeah. And I emailed them saying, hey, if you need a podcast producer or someone to help you with editing, I'm down. I'm doing my own podcast. And that's it. I just emailed them. Sick. A super official email. It's, it looked like a job application. Little did he know we read that high as hell being like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, look at this guy. <laughs> and then like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. And then they email you back. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. And then the rest is history. I was like, all right. And oh, I bro. think from the first time I met those two, I was like, this is, I fuck with this. I want to be yeah, a part of this. Tell. Just the vibe. Yeah, everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Six, six, six. So how long ago was that? How long ago was that email? Uh, this coming February, it would have been a year. And how long were you wearing that Everton kit? <laughs> and <I> just got... <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, no. Next question. <laughs> Two years. So for the <laughs> so for the shooters, man. For the shooters, Taiwan AK, man. Where did that? How did I love G Sudo? How did uh? Of course, of course. How did the photography start for you guys? You too. After you, sir. Okay, after me again? Okay, okay. Um, well, it actually started for me doing other things. So I just like, I, like one of my best friends, uh, he just kind of like was like, yo, dude, like, let's just like start a clothing company. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Fuck it, let's do that. <laughs> So we just started doing that and um, we started making clothing. We were like promoting it, this and that. And then, you know, Christmas is rolling through. And then my parents are just like, yo, let's like, you know, we'll gift you like a little basic um, like camera. And then, uh, you know, you can you know, obviously like take your photo, product shots, everything. So I started doing that. Then we linked up with my one homie. Uh, his name is Jacoy. And at the time he was, he's Oromo as well too. So he's from our same tribe. So like we were, um, we were brothers like that already. You got an album was, or something that just came out too. Shout out to that. Always put out for the homies. Yeah, tangible. Go check that out. But at the time, he was just rapping, doing local shows. So we just like, yo, 
take a bunch of clothing. Uh, we'll come out, like take photos of it. And then eventually I just like kept showing up to the shows, kept taking his photo. And then I just always had my camera on because I never knew when I needed to, you know, take photos of my clothing. So I started doing that. Then I started linking up with my like more homies that just like did photography that were also black as well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my boy Marky, shout out to Q, shout out to Jamal, like all these guys. Um, yeah, we just like all linked up and then we'd just be like a little mob of guys like downtown just like taking photos and then music. Hold on, can I cut you off real well. quick? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. AK, I gotta give this guy his flowers because AK, Jamal, Q, all of them, they literally are the reason that like I remember in like 20 like 15 2016 that's when like instagram was really popping off and everyone was taking like streetwear yeah. these guys were the first ones in the city to do it like ak was part of that crew that like okay. inspired like thousands of people myself included to actually like take this shit serious he doesn't know but like i followed active activated i followed q jamal all of y'all were like they were like you guys were working with everybody big so he's not gonna say it but like he built like the culture um and helped build the culture um, at least for for a lot of photographers out here. And I want to I want to interject because I AK you're gonna have to shut up for now. So like <laughs> like he he like even his work I I'm not, I'm not a part of this photography world. But the friend who helped me with this uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Carabelle who's also Ethiopian. He was like he told me about AK. He was saying like you know this guy is the reason why street photography became a thing in Canada. Boom. Even Montrealers were looking up to what they were doing. They're like dude like what these Toronto boys are doing is yeah next level and i was like oh shit and then you know hearing all this and sort of collecting i was like you know your reputation grew out of this out of toronto so you should know that i don't know if you knew that but you should know that yeah ak don't like having his like hearing that but nah you got to give the homies their flowers because literally like next level look downs like everything like and the coolest thing too about that i know it was about him but like they were all black creatives too yeah Um, and this was before the movement where it was like not like now there's cool to have black photographers but like they were doing it like and they were young so shout out to them continue talking yeah we broke into a lot of buildings so people were kind of afraid (laughs) (laughs) but no it was you know like a little like you know what we did was like little stones in a big stream too you know like it it helps when everyone starts like you know going towards it and you know like obviously a lot of people a lot of people did more you know and I love you guys for even saying that. But yeah, no, that was like, that was it. Like, that was really just like, it was just mobbing out with the homies. That's pretty much how, like, how photography started with me. And then music. Uh, my boy eventually then got signed to, like, Def Jam. So for, like, four years, we were just, like, touring, like, touring around the world. So that was Shit. real fun. Um, yeah, and then I got to do, I've gotten to do a lot of cool things with uh, with photography, you know, like, work with, like, brands like Nike, Mac, um, you know. Sick. So how did it, uh, just before we go to tackle, how did it transfer over to, to soccer, to sports? Yo, I, I, I literally took my shot. I, I shot my shot in uh Tugwa's DMs, bro. <laughs> so when oh, we so you can, other, Okay. True. Yeah. So at the time I wasn't shooting footy at all because I didn't even think I had access. So this is recent because, for you. Last couple oh, years. Yeah, no, yeah. he, he's been doing it a lot okay. longer to me. Like, like for that, like I look up to him for uh, football photography he is the one that is leading it now he is the one that is making this shit cool not this like cookie cutter um like old school just boring ass action shot photography and football yeah, i'll yeah. say yeah okay he's, he's, he's brought like storytelling to it so i literally yeah. just like after i met him i'm like bro um if you ever need uh someone to like fill in if you can't make a game i'd love to just take the chance at show you know shooting 
And he's just like, bet, I'm t- in two weeks, I need you. And I'm like, all right. And that's how that's how pretty much all yeah. this started. That's so dope. So Gang. Dope. See, we argue, but it's all love at the end of the day. Little circle jerk. That's why we have to have you guys on to bring it out, bring up the love. Oh, God. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes for the people. Of course, man. So talk about, about you, bro. That's yeah, no. Nah. Um, I kind of similar with with AK. My parents got me a camera um in grade 11 because i was i had a co-op um and was it grade 11 or 12 i had a co-op basically and like in school i was like not good at anything aside from gym class and like sports and i wasn't good enough to be a pro in any of those sports so <laughs> it wasn't good for me uh, but i had a teacher um that actually uh mr hickey he passed on recently but shout out to him he kind of realized that like i love sports and I like to tell stories. So I always would lie about like why my homework wasn't ready, this and that. So he created a co-op for me in grade 11 or 12, where I just did like um, sports, like journalism. Like I made my own like sport, little sports mag um, in high school. Um, and I took all the photos. I wrote everything and I hated the writing, but I actually really enjoyed the photography portion. I, so I just like started carrying my camera with me everywhere. Um, started shooting the homies, went to university for Ryerson. Um, and like I was saying, at that, that point, um, that's when like AK was shooting and like being big on like the scene of like going around, running around the city, taking photos, like getting into buildings. And I was like, yo, that's cool. Um, so I started doing that. And then in my fourth, third year, third year or fourth year, our homie Mitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just was like, yo, um, I asked him, I was like, can I, can I shoot some, some stuff for waking the wet, waking the wet, waking the red. Um, um, it's a soccer blog. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, look, can I just shoot those games for you? And got that opportunity. And I've been shooting sports ever since I was shooting like my university sports, but no one cares about that stuff. Um, so no, nah, that's, that's, uh, when was your first, of, like, per, when was your first game, professional game that you shot? Uh, my first professional game. Let me see. It was in, 20 2016 or 2017 the good years. um i'm not I'm, I'm it's weird i know so many people they're like yo i remember my first game it was this date this like this <laughs> <that> too many <laughs> like like i don't i don't i genuinely i'm i'm trying to scroll on it was sometime in 2017 or 2016 okay like i started shooting like right at the perfect time too when like um tfc was becoming like oh people are like oh snap like they 2016 they almost made Big it run. 2017 we won it all like yeah. i shot we i was able to shoot the dynasty so that kind of was, was cool and yeah nah um that's, that's how i that's how i got into it he uh was there for everything he was there for the whole wave yeah at the man. right moment he's always been there for because like ash put me on like i'm like yo who's taking these pics i was talking to Ash this years ago and he told me about you I was like, okay, okay. So I started kind of following and seeing what goes going on. And then boom, I just hear about this Darby, Darby stuff like a couple years after. It's like, oh, okay, this was so then I was like, yeah, that's cool. Cool to see the huh. more circle jerk. Also, shout out to Ash because he was one, he was the first like pro baller yeah. um on TFC that like actually would like pregame he would come and talk to me. And yeah, that he- helped a lot because then other players would see, oh, who, oh, Ash is talking to this guy. Yeah, and, and Ash is like, Ash is, the, Ash is the guy. Toronto, that's Toronto. Honestly, yeah. and it, so like then Oso started, and like every because yeah. 
at first people would like take photos and like they'd be like, oh, sick, fo- sick, sick pics can have the photos. But then after like once Aster like actually like talking to me and people saw um, not people would be like tagging me. Guys would like say, be saying what's yeah. up and everything. And it's it, 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 so shout out, shout out to him because, yeah, I don't think Darby would have been nearly as what it was without that, too. So dope. Yeah, no, it's sick. Sick it's to wild. see. I know, right? It's crazy, man, how, like, how it all worked out and stuff. But, like, so, yeah. Tom- He's a gooner, so we can't let him. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be too nice, so I know he's going to be listening, so I don't want him, you know? Gotta Look, gotta, face. <laughs> of course. We also, we got to hear about how everything came together with Darby Mag. Your guys' kind of um, thoughts on things of that well obviously to the podcast as well too but let's hear about like this whole this darby mag fam and everything and how that all came together yeah nah so darby came out of literally me being in fourth year like university uh like second semester i was in a terrible internship with uh tsn uh it was terrible like it was such a bad experience um and i was like yo i gotta do something like it's like i'm like I, I love, love sports. I love I love soccer. Um, and I was like working at a time with like soccer Bible, Copa 90, like doing freelance stuff there, here and there. But like they wouldn't care about Canadian footballing stories yeah. unless it was Alfonso Davies, um, MLS Cup, or that's really it. So yeah. I was like, there's so much out here and so many um so many stories to be told. So I was like, like I, I I linked up with I think I told Mitch like in fourth year Mitch Tierney mm-hmm. um also he I like again the Darby wouldn't be here without him because he got me my first shout um yep. like literally he he put me into the game I told him I was like I'm thinking about opening up Darby was actually supposed to be a store before it was a magazine is there a store um, yeah and then I realized how expensive it was <laughs> to rent out like uh, Man, the store is coming the store is coming yeah, in no, Toronto, that's that's that's, that's in in the, that 2020, 2026. Well, you'll you'll see us, but yeah. um, no, so that's kind of how it started, and also another one was just because like there's such a lack of like diversity within the community yeah, of it. Bro. Like everybody is white in the industry. Everyone. Nothing against white people, but like that's just not that's not how that's it's only a small sample size. So that's what I'm happy about now. Like the team, like you got me, you got AK, you got Jisoo, we got Ketia, we got like, uh, we got, and then we got two white guys, but like, it's, it's, we're still like, for us, it's always diversity is like the biggest thing. Um, and telling stories from those minority communities. That's why like our Romeo piece, like that's one of my favorite pieces because that's something no one else is knowing without like AK. We did an LGBTQ piece as well that like no one else is doing that. And we're, and, and we're not doing these for, for glorification we're doing these because like these stories matter and like yeah. they're they're supposed to be they told to be we're not told. we're not doing it just on black history month we're not doing it just in uh during on pride month we, we try and tell these stories year round and it's, and that's that's why we we came to be podcast wise aka you want to talk because I've, I've been talking a lot <laughs> yeah no podcast was just like us being like so in the dynamics of the group is yeah. uh, really funny because it's usually just me and Tugwa yelling about us wanting to do this and like a million other things <laughs> all at once. Uh, and then them just being like, all right, well, let's like try to think about it. <laughs> yeah. like we're the idea guys. Things. Yeah, like we're just like, like yeah. it's football. That's what we do. We're storytellers, um, not content creators. And um, yeah. content is dead. That's not a thing. Don't call this content ever. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, we were just like really adamant and we were like, all right, now nah, we want to do a podcast. I was always listening to podcasts consistently. Yeah, so, um, and I'd been on a couple, like, you know, we had friends had some, we, you know, talk yeah. photography. So I really had the itch for it. Cause after my first one, shout out high top flip flops, my boys. Um, I was just like, wow, I really love this. I'm like, I think I can do it. I don't know. Maybe people seem to like my voice. Maybe bro, that's what me and Mike were saying too. It's like, this guy has the podcasting voice, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I try, I try. So I'm like, yo, Backwood Bandit. <laughs> Backwood Bandit, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's the name of his episode. Shout out to the Backwoods. <laughs> yo, straight. <laughs> and then eventually we're like, okay, I think we're at a good time, a good place. Um, we kind of got a little bit more organized with our thoughts on how to actually yeah. Uh, bring it out and just even the name Darby Cash just came supernatural, you yeah, know. Um, and we were just like, perfect, all right, bet, let's go with it. And it was really just like a learning curve for us, you know. And we were able to secure uh, some really wonderful guests, uh, at from the jump, so that yeah. you know really got us that on the map. Too, yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, so that really, um, you know, shout out to all the OG guests, yeah, of course, it was great. And Jason, I'm for you, I mean. I mean, I joined in like, I think 22 episodes in mm -hmm. and <clears throat> like I was listening to it and I loved what I was listening. And uh, from my perspective was, well, well I want to know, I want to learn about the structure. How, how is this done behind the scenes? And I started writing the scripts for them. Like what are the topics of the week? So it was no that. structure. One of the first things Jisoo told us was like, you guys are going to have to be a little bit less high. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was like, like he's like just a tad. Just a tad. I was like, I was like, enough to be enough to be creative and just to you know be fearless and you know speak your truth or speak your shit. But at the same time, I was like, I don't, I, I don't don't be sloppy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, there, there were episodes probably. where I'm like, we're a little sloppy here and there. And um, I you know, I started writing a script and then I told him, take a look, put in what you think are better stories to talk about this week, what are things we should uh, uh keep in or keep out and and that's it. And basically, like, um, I always saw myself as a supporting cast of mm -hmm. Darby Cast because the show is really AK and Tugwa. But I know they are trying to include me more as like Nah, a, nah, it's us three, part. brother. I appreciate it. But like, you yeah. know, but in the back of my head, I always made it I, the reason why I love the show is because the banter between those two is hilarious. And that's why I love the show. I know and you I need like, that that you just notice that chemistry like right away. That's it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. luckily for me us three have the right chemistry and we just hit it off and we we're all like true footy fans uh we love the game we love you know we love talking about it we love bantering you know they always yeah. bust my chops about the everton jersey i don't <laughs> care i still find it hilarious that they bust me about that you know like i yeah. i'm a liverpool fan but like it really doesn't bother me that you know they come at me with the everton stuff because to me it's funny you know <laughs> even my montreal even my friends in montreal they're like dude that's funny how can you let him get at you like that i'm like well i mean he can't be. There's nothing I can say about it. That's <laughs> like that's like if I catch Tagua walking down King Street with a Montreal jersey. Bro. That will oh. never happen. Forever in our shadows. Jason, finish it. No. Montreal. Like I remember, I remember he asked a question. He was like, uh, "We had a bet, right, for the Canadian Cup final," and he was like, "You know, if Montreal loses." Uh, you have to wear a TFC jersey. I was like, bro, I wouldn't even wear a red Canada jersey because it it just reminds me of Toronto. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, but that, it's moments like that that I love the show about. It's like, you know, this is what it's supposed to be. And I'm like, let's keep pushing towards that direction, you know? So it's, yeah. you know, it's been fun for me. It's been a learning curve as well, but it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. No, Wait, but maybe you can talk about how a little bit more about how you started Soccer Pilgrim 
Yeah, that's a, a new Derby cast. Ah. That's a new Derby Derby network. Is this uh, with you? Yeah, it's just with me. I mean, yeah. my friend Kirabel, he helped me uh, start it up, like with the technical stuff, with the sound and the editing or whatever. And uh, he gave me the idea because before I had my own podcast called J Kim's Topic, and it was just like random topics here and there. And a lot of my friends were like, you know, you talk a lot, so you should start a podcast. <laughs> I think it was their way of saying, you know, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I was like, you know, fine, I'll talk about it. And then I always love talking about soccer. And they were like, dude, like we learned so much about soccer through you. Because a lot of my friends, I mean, one half of my friends don't watch the game at all. They'll watch the mm-hmm. World Cup. They'll watch the Euros, maybe the Champions League final with me. But they were like, the reason why we watch it is because we like hearing you talk about it. I was like, hey, maybe I'll do that. And I have, a, I have a background. I have a master's in religion and cultures. So that's like, I have yeah. an academic paper that's about to get published soon. So I'm a stronger, oh. yeah. So I like to write. I like to research. I like to find these connections. Yeah. And um. And I thought the way I look at soccer is the same way I look at religion. It's the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it was exported the same way. All these stadiums in England are in the middle of neighborhoods, just like churches. Yeah. The way people go every weekend, the way the devotion that these people have to clubs. I'm you like, know, it is, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's a cliche to say football is a religion. But at the same time, I was like, but no one's really breaking it down. And that's what I kind of want to do with the okay. aspect of travel. I was like, I want to go see, um, you know, I want to go watch a Boca, uh, Boca Juniors game at yeah, Boca. Yeah. You know, I want to go mm-hmm. to uh, Besiktas and see what that's like. And then play against Fernabache. What does that mean? You know, like European yeah. versus the European Turkey versus the Asian Turkey, you know, like and all these things. And I always found that super fascinating. And that's how I kind of came up with Soccer Pilgrim. Because when I traveled, I saw myself as a pilgrim. You know, you go to these sites, you go to these sacred temples and whatever as a pilgrim. And to me, that's how that's what football is to me. It's like, you know, you go visit. That's it. Yeah. Like, so, Listening. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to say too, cause like, this was like really why I wanted GC on the podcast. Like, so Togo obviously was just like, yo, this guy emailed us. Um, he said, here's a link to his, um, podcast. He has one too. I'm like, bet I'll listen to it. So listen to it. Oh man. Yo, it, we found out also that cause me and GC are the same age. We were at the same like world cup games in Ohad. Toronto, the under 21 games. Yeah. So we were, we were, at, we were there at the same time watching that. And the way that like, he was able to describe the emotions, the feelings, like the atmosphere. I was like, wow, like that's like literally what was like what I thought, but I just, you know, couldn't articulate it like, yeah. that way. And it was, it was kind of like really nice to reminisce. And I'm just like, bet like, yeah, let's guy, let's have this guy on. So, and I've been listening to the episodes now and wonderful. Like there's amazing. You guys have to check yeah, it out. Caught, yeah. Like, I've caught a couple of them. I'm definitely going to start listening. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember, uh, Michael said, sent me a DM. He was like, I listened to your episode and I went to go walk at Highbury. And I'm like, this is what I want yeah. people to do. I'm like, this is awesome. So I really appreciate that. Oh, Mikey, and, um, oh, oh yeah. Okay, true. Yeah. I was also picking up edibles, but yeah, I went. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's convenient, bro. That's convenient. Perfect. You see essentials. Ring- essentials. You see the edibles are inspiring you. Do you listen to the podcast? It's good. It's good. It's what I want. But also, like, last thing was, like, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain. I love the way he tells stories mm-hmm. and travels yeah. the way he travels. And I was, like, I kind of wanted – I want more content like that except with, like, with football and more storytelling yeah. like that with football. And I feel like Derby Magazine and Derby Cast does that for me. And I'm, like, this is, yeah. you know, it was a match made in heaven for me. 100%. Bro, I feel like, too, now, especially with this wave, obviously, Canada soccer is going to be on and going to be on for the next te- however long it's going to be. Wait, what you guys got going on, I think it's like the perfect timing too for everything, man. And I think it's going to be just growing and seeing, obviously to see the diversity you guys have in your group too is just awesome. So I'm looking forward to see what you guys have coming in the future for sure, man, with everything going on, man. So it's pumped. It's dope. Sick. Yeah. So sick. 
Yeah. And like, I, I just finished writing a, a story for the next edition of the Dark Magazine. So I'm like, I'm excited. I'm really excited for how this is going to turn out. And yeah, I think, I think we're all excited, especially with this Canada wave happening. We just feel like, you know, this is supposed to happen. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll get we'll touch on that before we leave. So, before we get there, you're obviously talking about the next issue. What are the plans for you guys? Twenty twenty two. Obviously, we're, we're closing in on the another year. So, what are what are what are you guys looking forward to next year? Everything business wise and all that. Um, nah, <laughs> I wasn't sure. It, I wasn't sure who won. Um, <laughs> no, nah, we got a lot of things. Uh, we have our our um upcoming issue, our next issue, I'd say. Uh, coming up this winter it's gonna be literally um well it's one of like it's i'm i'm excited this one we got a few heavy hitters in that um um in that regard um we just keep progressing so we got that coming up we got maybe some pop-ups um we got more events um hopefully um covid stays to i know man like not covid stays hopefully covid calms down and doesn't go any any crazier um so we can keep hosting that because we were able to host the launch event and it was it was it was unbelievable so and that was in yeah. uh, montreal no we did that here oh when uh this summer we did it yeah. in august okay sick mm-hmm. it was we did it in yeah. august don't worry there's gonna be a next one there's gonna be a don't next worry, one i'll be there i'll be there uh, a lot more you'll, you'll, in the summer yeah so that's that's kind of what we we want to do just keep doing this magazine um we got a doc coming out actually Hey. Um, that we're working on uh, that'll come out in the new year um, yeah we have we just want to keep bringing the community together keep doing this this magazine stuff and yeah keep just linking with people yeah no it's dope it's dope man it's sick so yeah people me, both me and Mike have them go get them yeah. Yeah. One. UK be mad. I just so happen get I had it. an OG get it oh you got the first oh, one stop. Yeah. so go okay, get it go support up. Go support the guys, man. Dope stuff going on. But yeah, we were obviously we just touched on Canada soccer, man. We gotta all talk about this wave we're on, man. How are we feeling? What are we thinking going into the new year? Obviously, we gotta touch too on CPL, which I think is great for Canada's Canada soccer development for young kids here too. It's gonna be awesome. But yeah, first let's talk national team, man. The Maple Leaf Ma- uh, Mafia, man. That's like yeah. I seen that, and I'm like, that's the hardest name. Like Maple Leaf Mafia, Mafia. Who said that? Yeah. I never heard that one. I've been seeing it on Twitter. Uh, yeah. I, uh damn. <sighs> that's a good one. I, I'm just, I'm just hearing that now. That is amazing. Let me, cause I, I, we got to give credit where credit is due. Um, yeah. But AK, you talk about it, so then I can. Uh, I want to credit the person. Yeah, you search. Okay, nah. This is like. Another thing that, you know, obviously the players are the ones doing it, but like Tagwa just knowing like why Darby is essential because like now we can elevate, you know, what these guys are doing on the pitch because out of all the facts that you can like try to use to convince like your friends or family or whoever about Canada soccer, the one thing you just really got to boil it down to is that 44,000 people went on a fucking blizzard to (laughs) Edmonton to watch Canada against Mexico and us absolutely getting, like, putting in work. And these Mexicans did not know what came for them. And we beat it. We beat them. Like, that's, like, that's, like, literally, like, my one thing. Like, we have the ice teca now. Like, what more do you guys want? Are you not entertained? (laughs) That was sick. Wavy football are the ones that coined Maple Leaf Mafia. I'm all about giving credit. We we don't we don't we don't steal out here. But yeah, nah, it's gonna be that's sick. And it's we can't crazy. Even forget, we can't even forget about the women, obviously, too. What they've been doing. Yeah, I was I gonna mean, I was yeah. gonna say, like they are 
They both it's and it, though I I forget who I was talking to, but I recently I was like the crazy thing is both teams are haven't even reached their peak yet. I feel no, like they haven't. not even close, bro. No, like, like we look at we look at our team, like the men's team, even the women's team. The amount of talent, the young ladies they have on that team. I look at our team, the young, the young, like the 20, 21 year olds we have that are have not fifteen plus years of football to play. Man, it's like it's crazy, man. Yeah, like Je- like like the women, like Jesse Fleming is taking over the, oh, baller, the Chelsea. Man. You got baller. Julia Grosso just signing for for Juve. Yeah. Um, Janine Deanna Becky. Rose. Yeah, Deanna yeah. Rose just getting that game winner against Chelsea too. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, so it's it's the the women's team are like they I feel like even we need to do a little bit of a better job putting on for them, but like they are actually yeah. setting such a strong tone winning gold this year. Like and then like, and, Yeah, that's the thing that sucks too cuz like you see them win gold. Every single one of their games should be on TSN, Sports Network. We have to go find them on like how in any other country that's happening. Yeah. Right, so like it's so bad that they did that, and like even just like the random games, like with Mexico, like like you couldn't find us like a a venue in Canada where it could. I know, right? Yeah, but it was also DC places right here, right? It's waiting, like that's it. And also, even Montreal, yeah, it was so poorly advertised too for the women's game. And I'm like, I I like legit learned about the game the day of. I'm like, how am I learning about this now? You know. so yeah, yeah but no minus, minus that it's in a good place though like it's it, people i feel like people starting to realize that canada is like low-key a soccer country you know yeah it is. um yeah and like we have names to prove it like uh, from top to bottom men's and women like we have everything so it's exciting it's an exciting time that's why we launched it too with the hopes of kind of football popping off like this and being yeah, able to so tell those stories now yeah exactly yo drake drake invited the boys over man soccer school again Bro, that's it. We got. Yeah, did you get the Drake co-sign? <laughs> Yo, it's really that's kind of like how Canada soccer is working right now, right? Uh, it's before it's like if you wanted to pop in Toronto, you needed the co-sign outside of Toronto. Yeah, and then that's how you get it. So it's kind of like the same thing with Canada football. Like you know, they want to see us associated with European football. And mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, okay, we'll embrace you. you. You're with the cool guys, you know? So obviously with, you know, Alfonso Davies killing it, everyone's going to hop on. Now Jonathan David as well. But, like, we still got, like, Haitama. Now she's at PSG. We yeah. got Buchanan at Lyon. Like, you know, they've been, like, you know, a lot of players have been there for a while. But yeah, we just started, you just got to show people, and they're just going to follow. That's it. That's it. And I saw you shot uh, the final CPL final. How was that? Yo, cold, but not as cold as the ice. Deck, so I can't <laughs> not complain. as cold. Yeah, I can't yeah, complain as that's much. That's right. Yeah, yeah Tago went through that stuff, but this time I, I brought boots. This guy didn't have boots. Yeah, I heard so about that story, bro. You're you're wild, not going with boots to Edmonton, man. Yo, so what happened? <laughs> I I just messed up. I was literally in the airport, and I was like, "Yo, like I passed <laughs> security." I was like, I I left my boots. I it, it was literally like curtains. And the first game, the first game was calm because it wasn't as cold. So I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Cause the first game was like minus five. So it was yeah. like, oh, that's soft. That like if I if my feet can take minus five, what's another 10 degrees like colder? <laughs> Bro, like anyone's asked me how that game was i did not have fun at all the, i had fun in spurts but like i was miserably cold like like it was that was cold mm-hmm. i'm glad i got to don't watch ever that. forget your boots <laughs> yeah. if don't you go to edmonton 
What were it you doesn't wearing? matter if it's July. Bring your winter boots. He's got his J's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did terrible. you just have like Adidas like hard sell? Like, yeah, bro. Like, I just oh. had like no. They were Gore-Tex. They were Gore-Tex, man. Okay. Oh, okay. Come on. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're making me sound like a, a basic footballer from my like Sunday league guy pulling up to the Ice Tech. No, bro. Gore-Tex. Adidas. But yeah, no, it was. Mistakes were made, and that's that's just like I still got we still got bangers, about both oh, yeah. so so that's all that matters. That's sick. But yeah, man. no, it was. Enjoy. Right. I'd like to see. Let's do, yeah, CPL oh, sorry, is on a wave though. Have you yeah, guys? No, have you guys picked your teams? I need to pick one. I'm still. I still got to pick. I one. haven't picked one either. No, yeah. I haven't picked one, but I'm. It'll definitely be one of the Toronto. Actually, you know what? Forge. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It might be Forge. Keith, I think it's got to be Forge for us. Yeah. Because we grew up in Niagara, so that's closest for us. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. So that would be, yeah, it would have to be Forge. You know, so yeah. Kyle Bex, Mo, all the man them. See, yeah, I'm on the, I'm on, I'm on the, fa- I still have no clue who I want to cheer for. Because I got, there's York, there's Forge, but then I also, I'm out and I've been to the most Pacific games out of any CPL team. And like, yeah. they're just the wave too, so. It's hard, but like the CPL is, yeah. su- it's, bro, it's it, it is taking off perfectly. It it really has, yeah. it really has. It was needed, bro, because in Canada they didn't have that little step in between that and MLS, man. Yeah. So there's a lot of young players that kind of got missed, lost in the shuffle over the years, man. So now to have that, I think it's gonna be perfect with another stepping stone. Kids maybe don't even go to university; they can stay and play split play here instead of going to the states and stuff like that so no it's going to be huge and we're going to i'm sure we're going to see some young canadian kid develop and come from there actually uh, a few weekends ago i was where uh, i was invited to like uh to a, so- a futsal tournament in laval which is like the new jersey for montreal and i i went there and it was like uh 16 women's team and 32 men's teams and it was like a two two-day futsal tournament for like uh for for, Movember, for the month of November, you know, for like yeah, yeah. cancer raising awareness. And I was like, I was there. I was like, how is this a charity tournament? This feels way bigger than a charity tournament. Yeah. And I spoke to the organizers. They're like, yeah, because it is bigger than a charity tournament. It's like, this is this is soccer culture in Quebec. This is what's happening. And one of the guys who had a team was Mohamed Farsi, who plays for Cavalry. And he was there playing. Oh, okay. And then I spoke to another guy named Gianni. Shout out to Gianni of Soccer Boutique. And he, he told me his story. He was like, this guy went to a futsal tournament in Toronto. And he got scouted. And the next thing you know, he's playing for Cavalry. And I was like, what? Wow. And as you were saying, Keith, it was like that CPL is an important stepping block because that guy would never, exactly, not because right? he doesn't have the skills, but like he would never have been noticed by an MLS team. Yeah. But a CPL team comes knocking. and Exactly. Yeah. Because we can think, I mean? I'm sure you guys can think. I mean, me and Mike played like rep soccer growing up. There's just guys you remember like, man, if he had a shot, if this guy had a shot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I met, I met so many while while playing pickup soccer. I met so many young guys who were in the Impact Youth Academy, and they just fell out for whatever reason. Yeah, man. And I'm like, but you still have the talent, you know. And there was no CPL at the time. I was like, man, if CPL existed back then, these boys would not have been playing pickup, you know. Exactly. That's crazy though, bro. But before we finish, before we finish, let's get into how because we got what an Everton supporter, Liverpool. And Chelsea's Chelsea. how did, how did, yeah, how did, how do you guys become fans of those clubs? Oh, well, you know what? We just came off the dub, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go first. All right. Um, <laughs> I think we should go in order up? the table, anyways. Yeah, so go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. That's respect, respect for, yeah, 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 for the European champions. You know, I just want to say that again, too. <clears throat> Cobham till I die. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so straight up it was it was drogba it was terry yeah. it was lamps it was check it was scn um it was makalele uh that squad like those guys um really brought it home for me for the epl because i actually like i was a fan of like ricardo kaka actually bro like, that was, when my, I was watching, my guys yeah that was like my yeah that was my main guy so i was i was a milan fan but it was really because i was watching him play yeah um and then you know obviously i can't you know i grew to like like that club as well but i felt like you know as a canadian i'm like well i was young i was like well what's the point of like i can like both teams right yeah so then i just saw chelsea and I'm like, bop, like, yo, these guys are sick. And <laughs> a bunch of black guys on this squad. Yeah. Like, Maluda, Anelka, like all these guys are just out here, man. Like, uh, I'm just like, yeah, I'm down with the squad. We're like winning trophies. And like, I didn't even understand. I was like, oh, billionaire, this, whatever, whatever. I'm just like, these guys are just killing on the field. I didn't yeah. know the politics of the, yeah, you know, was... the supporting the club, you know, the until I got older, I started realizing the business side of everything and yeah. you know, how that affects the culture and having yeah. an owner come in and everything like that. So I was really just watching football just to watch football and not really like, you know, it didn't go further than that for me. So once Chelsea hit, that was like really like solidified me in like the footy yeah. world as well, too. So yeah, that's my squad, and I've uh, been rocking with them ever since. And I miss Eden Hazard and fuck Jisoo for ever saying that he might go to West Ham. He's going to West Ham, man. He's going to West Ham. It's happening. I saw those rumors, bro. No chance. Um, I guess with me, so are you? Yeah, I think it's it's similar to AK. Like, uh, I I grew up watching Real Madrid because it's just an easy club to watch, right? You got everyone's there. I remember in FIFA 2003, the average was like 90. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's just like it's like such an easy club to support. Well, and, say that too, just quickly. FIFA is how I think a lot of people start becoming fans of teams and too. Like 100. Sure percent We've all been on it. Like yeah, 100. Yeah, percent Like uh, uh, I, I I was watching Real Madrid. You know, Zidane played, and I loved Zidane. And like this entire Montreal loves Zidane. Like yeah. he's we we love him and. Uh, I think I really started getting into Real Madrid 2008, 2009, because that's when it got Ronaldo, Kaká, Benzema, Xabi Alonso, like all in the same transfer window. I'm like, what? Yeah, a team wow. could do this? You know? And <laughs> I was a huge Kaká fan and I started watching Real Madrid uh, because of Kaká. Then he was injured like 80% of the time. Yeah. But I had no emotional connection to Madrid. I was like, yeah, it's just an easy team to watch. And uh, I started watching Liverpool, I think, uh, what 2000 when Luis Suarez went to Liverpool so like okay. 2014 2015 maybe maybe before mm -hmm. that and I knew who Steven Gerrard was I loved what he meant for that club and I was like okay I kind of like and I love the whole you'll never walk alone slogan and they reminded me so much of the Montreal Canadiens where people always talked about history but they didn't win shit in the last <laughs> like 10 20 years and the Montreal Canadiens are the same way in terms of hockey yeah. and just like the Montreal Canadiens you go throughout Canada you'll find a Canadiens fan but you'll find twice the number of people who hate the Canadians. And I'm like, that's just like Liverpool. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm with, <laughs> I'm like, I'm with Liverpool. I like this. And also Luis, I remember Luis Suarez because of the 2010 world cup, he knocked out Korea. I like loved, hate him. I was like, this guy is so good, but he's a son of a bitch. I was like, yeah. he's, you know what I mean? But like when you watch him play, you're like, damn, you're so good. Like you're, you're kind of a shithead. You're really good. You know, some of yeah, those Liverpool seasons. Yeah. Like Sturridge, Suarez and Sterling. And I'm like, bro, like you, you have to watch that, you know? And I got to play against them uh, when they came. Was that too? We played them at um, no shit Rogers Center. Yeah, the year I was with uh, two years. It was the second year we played them at Rogers Center. So Sterling was there. No way. Lampard. You got the smoke, oh, bro. I'll send you guys the video <laughs> after, bro. You got, you got yeah, me. Still. You caught me. You caught me. No. Wait, what, yeah, what position? Man. What position do you play? I was a winger. Oh, I, was playing, I think yeah. I played wing back that game, but I was a winger. Yeah. 
So yeah, so yeah, we got to play Sterling was there. Lampard didn't play with Summer. So Lampard and uh not Lampard, Gerard. Uh, Gerard, yeah. Sorry, I mean, Gerard and um same Suarez didn't play. Oh, he didn't play? No, but I remember Skirtle's bald head in the back, bro. <laughs> oh, that guy must have been scary to go up, bro. That guy no. must have been massive, bro. That's like that the kind of guy head. you see at a, at a bar. You're like, avoid, avoid that guy. At the yeah, bar, no, don't know? fuck with that guy. But yeah, that's when I started watching Liverpool. And, I, and then when I heard Liverpool was going to sign Klopp, I was like, okay, this is a good time to be a Liverpool fan. I, I just knew it was going to be a match made in heaven. And I guess the rest is history. I just, I loved everything about their yeah. the culture, their philosophy and their, who they are as a club. And I love how the rest of England hates them. And I, I find that, I just find that funny. So I was like, all right, no, you know, I like this, you know? Oh, oh. So yeah. Tago, how about you? Because I'm interested to hear. I'm <laughs> talking, bro. Yo, I got to hear this because I told my flatmate, I was like, this guy is a big blue. And he's like, no fucking way. Like a Canadian is a blue. Like he, he needs to know this story. He wants to. Like, you you got to make that intro to me and the homie. Yo, he wants to. He's like, I need to have a conversation with this guy. <laughs> yeah, nah, but so I, again, like I, I haven't been a football fan like like as extensively like 2002. No, I don't remember any of that. But I remember like the reason I, the first player I remember being like, oh, snap, I'm a fan of this player, so I'm going to be a fan of this team was Cristiano Ronaldo when he was first at United. Yeah, that's um, what got me. Mm. And so... I was a big fan. I was like, all right, I'm a United fan. And then I went and visited my uh, cousin. He was in, in America one year for the summer with, with fam. And he's like, you can't be a United fan. That's my club. And I was like 10. And he was like 16, 17. So I was like, oh, okay, bet. <laughs> so I stopped being a Manchester United fan. Um, And yeah. And then so growing up, me and my dad have never like, we never cheered for like the same team unless it's like a Toronto team. Um, so like if we're just randomly watching like, a random NBA game, like I'll pick this team, he'll, he'll pick one team. We'll pick, I'll pick the other. And that's just how it goes. Yeah. So I was like, that's the logic I went into picking my team. That wasn't going to be Manchester United. So as you can guess, my dad's a Liverpool fan. <laughs> so smart man, smart man. Yeah. So me at like 10, 11 years old was like, all right, bet I'm an Everton fan then. Um, and yeah, it was cool. Cause then at the time, like moved on, Tim Howard was there. So I was like, Oh, that's a hey, black that's American keeper. That's kind of cool. I remember, him see, like, I remember seeing him score the uh, goal like that, that I, I remember seeing the, the, him when he scored the goal Yeah, true. <laughs> wind, and I was like, Oh snap, Everton is lit. Um, and so, yeah, that's just really how I, how, how, how I, <laughs> Everton fan just because he I was sold you. he sold you a dream, bro. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of like, that's like, like the Arsenal fans too. Thierry did the same thing, bro. Uh, that's really why for me, yep. that's why for me, I was so I was like very, very like you Jisoo and AK can attest is I was very, very like hurt, like in a in a big bind at the beginning of the season when Ronaldo went back to United. Cause I was like, like to me, that was like one of the reasons why like seeing Ronaldo in a United jersey back in 20, oh. 2008, 2007. And then I was, like, seeing him again. I, I literally contemplated switching to <laughs> United fan again. I told him but, I would never let him live it down oh, if yeah, he ever yeah. did yeah. that. But, like, honestly, like, I'm not going to do it. But, like, that was my first club, so you can't say anything, really. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I'm uh, Everton until I die. And now it's fun being an Everton fan because, like, literally, like, so many of the homies, I live in their head rent-free. I have no business. Like, the Arsenal fans 
Like, if they're really so good, they should have no business caring about me. Liverpool fans, even though it's Merseyside, they have bigger fish, but yet they still care because of me, Liverpool fans now. <laughs> Kelsey Mans, when they see Everton, it's the biggest game of the year. Anytime one of the homies team plays Everton now because of me, they're up for it. So that's why I love being an Everton fan too now, because literally it sucks. I'm to put you on salary, man. It sucks, when we lose. it sucks when we lose because, like, I just have to mute my phone, do not disturb for the day because it don't matter. Like, today, I, I have no Crystal Palace fans, and yet literally everybody was messaging. Like, when we, <laughs> when Everton loses, everyone messages me. Like, but when, when Chelsea loses, but no one did knows. You see, but did you see Conor Gallagher's goal? Or the crazy oh thing God. was I went to take oh. a – I went to the washroom. <laughs> all I heard was, oh, my God, goal! And I was like – I knew, like, before they even said who it was, I just heard, like, screaming. I'm like, are we down? And then two <laughs> seconds later, the group chat, Gallagher! Bro, what a strike. That was- but, yeah, no, that's all I'm an Everton fan. And- but, Michael, you're at that game, right? stuck by your club. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Saw that live. Oh, nice my one. God. You Dude, did. Wow. You got to yeah. yeah. describe that right now. Bro, it's just fucking Leighton Baines 2.0, same as Coleman, trying to just fuck around with the oh. ball at the back. <laughs> and this is the second game in three. This is the second time in three games this has happened where Seamus Coleman has just like lost his head and it's resulted in a goal. <laughs> yeah. Like, 60,000, though. 60,000. Uh, but yeah, no, he, he obviously fucked it up. Gallagher got it, took a touch and just hit it. And just obviously T-Rex arms couldn't get to it and just went in. <laughs> but like how, how uh, the fans like, what was the stadium like? The vibe of it when it just, when he hit that in, like it must've been nuts, no? Well, you know what? Like being in the way end is a little bit different. Oh, you're in the way end. I'm trying to be like neutral as possible and yeah. like not care. But I was like chanting and going with the Everton fans just for the sake of it. But it, it's tough because as soon as like they score, you see everybody else just erupt and everybody like you're with is just fucking fuming and pissed off and like yelling. <laughs> so it's such a weird reaction because I tried to take in like how the home fans are celebrating. But then I'm just like looking at my mates like beside me and they're just distraught. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, What were they saying about Seamus? How, like, how pissed were they? Mm. They, were, they were all just going to Rafa. And they were all just going to him because he took over Charleston in like the 50s. Yeah, no. That- oh, yeah. When he made that sub, people were going nuts. He was just yeah. walking off slowly. It made no sense. Rafa. Well, I didn't I didn't rate Rafa. I haven't rated Rafa since he was at Real Madrid and my guy's Modric. And uh-uh. he told he told Modric that he couldn't play the ball with outside of his foot. And I was <laughs> like, yo, this guy's done. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And ever since Jesus. that moment, I've lost all respect for Rafa. Rafa's a waste. You, he has an agenda. <laughs> he's a double agent. He's a double know, he's, agent. He has man. an agenda. Yeah. This man, this man called us like a low league club like ten years. Like, and Not now he's our club. gaffer. Not a big club. Yeah. Not a big club. Yeah, you know, and now underneath- he's our gaffer. Like, there was never in a million years like that should never make sense to you as yeah. someone who's hot looking for the next coach to hire a man who at the time was the ops gaffer. And said those things. I'm like, how are we that stupid? Like, it's one thing if we get a player that came from Liverpool. That sucks. But, like, he openly trashed us, man. Oh, my God. You guys don't respect yourselves. (laughs) No, but see, the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. How many Everton fans are in this chat right now? One. But let that's what we've been talking about the most. Because we all love Everton. Come on. Come on, Everton. 
You guys are just the banter club, bro. You just want to talk. <laughs> y'all, y'all just talking it's about Everton, fam. It's okay, the bro. Best neutral banter club we can just 100%. all bash on. It's like it's like you can't bash. No, nah, that's year. Arsenal. Yeah, um, both guys in their head are these guys in their head both. this year are playing in Champions League. If you ask an Arsenal fan, they're like, "Oh yeah, we play in Champions League." Like when Champions oh. League games happen, they're just that I'm, diluted. Bro, I'm going to a game Wednesday night, West Ham, eight o'clock kickoff. I'm thinking it's Champions League. <laughs> Under the lights, bro. I'm thinking it's a Champions League match. <laughs> like I told you, bro. Arsenal fans are. Is, you guys are. I don't know what. Mike, Mike, bought that new kit. Yeah, wow, I did. already. Bro, that's all bro. you guys do. That's all you guys do. I know, you, guys, bro. you guys are a fashion brand, bro. Oh, <laughs> like, easily. Yeah, definitely. More, yeah. Okay, well, okay. Well, it's hard to banter when you agree with me, bro. bro <laughs> I, 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 no, only reason you know, I'm you buying guys it. More gear. Only reason I bought it was not for like right now. It's for like 20, 30 years from now. Just oh, like yeah, have yeah. it. Just yeah. to like have it. Like I, I think I bought one like the last year. I've worn it like once. I, I don't wear the kits. Like when I go to the games, I don't wear the actual kit. I don't do any of that. But I was I like, I just like, no kid either. <laughs> yeah, I just like to keep it. Like I bought over here. There's like a classic football shirts and they have like all the hey, shout out the classic football shirts. They're the homies. Yeah. And I got like a 08 Arsenal one. I got like a 06, like Croatia one from them. And I just try and like find the random gems. But it's so fucking difficult getting those old kits, especially like the 96 away, 94 away. So like when they do these releases, I was like, well, this one was like 93, 94, born in 93. I was like, you know what? I like the yellow. I'll just cop it. I don't mind. What's the yeah. most fire kit you've seen there? Most fire like, kit I've their, seen. Wi- their website is crazy. Yeah, it is nuts. Well, I used to go on it. So like my first year over here, every single Monday on my commute, I used to go on the website and just like check to see what was new and just try and cop. And then I was like, yo, this is going to be a, such a bad habit because I'm just going to be spending so <laughs> much money. <laughs> but I was always looking for like, I was always trying to find like an old PSG one um an old ac milan one uh old Bayern, like those kind of ones and then i was like yeah this is just unhealthy because like the good ones are like 150 pounds like 200 yeah, pounds those and just like, ac yo, milan ones i wanted the ac milan the yeah. long sleeve oh, oh my god. god like yo to get a long sleeve ac milan like anything in the 90s that yeah. shit is crazy or like the old school parma jerseys oh my god yeah because i want that united the sharp one with the collar Mm. but those are like i look like yeah two 200 yeah no what i I made the mistake i bought two kits i bought a 95 everton kit from there and i bought a uh 92 92 alex uh, (laughs) put this one as a the 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 video that you use (laughs) um yeah um but and I forgot, I didn't pre that the pricing wasn't in Canadian dollars. So I bought like a 92 Everton and a 95 um, Ajax, like on the rocks. Both of them were like $600. Like total, wow. like total pricing, like, and it was 600 Jeez. pounds or whatever it is. And I didn't realize until I checked my bank statement. <laughs> I, I just got a new job. I just got a new job and I was like, I'm a gift myself, you know? So I was like, yeah. I'm going to go crazy, which was the, but I didn't realize that it was 600, 600 like, pounds. Wow, that's steep. That's like a grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, never told us that when he copped those. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just said, I told you, like, I know, I told, I told you that like a few months later, though. 
No, you didn't tell me about that the conversion, fam. You just told me you just cop some like old school jerseys, you know, decently priced, you know, obviously a little bit more. No, no, no. I told, I told you because like, y'all clown me in the group that. chat. Y'all clown me in the group <laughs> chat. Y'all clown me in the group me, chat. Show me that, bro. I'm, I'm blanking on that shit. That group chat's too deep, but pause. That's funny. That's funny. But honestly, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Mike, do you have anything else before we go? No, I think that's it, man. Yeah, that was good, bro. That was good. I'm glad you guys came. I'm sure we'll have this little collab mashup down the line as the, the leagues go on, as Canada soccer continues in the new year. You can talk some more shit, <laughs> I'm sure. So thank you guys for coming. And uh, thank you. enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the breaks. New year. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Respects for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We got to have you guys on the Derby cast next now. Oh, yeah, we'll be on yes. we love that. We'll the time for sure. So, but yeah, all right. That's another episode. Just Offside Podcast with myself, Keith and Kubia. And me, Mike Pavella. And the Darby Boys. We out. Peace. Peace.